Hello friends, it's Thursday, it's time for part two of your weekly offering of the Kings of Anglia podcast. This of course is ostensibly the preview show but with a bit of nonsense and mailbag chucked in for good measure. Obviously it's snowing on this Thursday morning but inside the bunker here at the IO Radio studio it's white hot with the heat of the brains sitting to my left. Of course we have to start with the man gurning into the mic, the man now simply known as the wit according to Roscoe, the wit Hutch Hogan. Wit. Wit and repartee. Wit, yep. How are you, my friend? Uh, yeah, good. Survived the snow. Um, it's not snow, is it's it? It's poor snow. I've got, no. well, I was just saying before we went on air that um, it's much better snow where I come from in the west of the county. Uh, a more classy... Offer. A much better, classy, whiter, heavier sort of snow mm. where I come from. Yeah, the town, the town basin is just heavy water. Yeah, it's, 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 essentially it is. It's but poor. You've not been into the office yet, but I can assure you there's a lot of excitement. I will not be going into the office. <laughs> As a result, I'm, I'm going to... Go back to where I work. I did a little bit of work before we did this did this you? morning. Sat in, in Cafe Nero. Oh, lovely! In town for a couple of hours, and I how pro- continental? I'd quite like to go back. Well, a- access Please. denied. We've got a meeting coming up, so we need to go there. After that, after that, uh, of course, the man now clad in black, the man now simply known as the Mind, the beautiful Mind <laughs> of Doctor Stuart Watson. This whole build-up gets more and more ridiculous as we go. What are you talking about? I think you, I mean the way you're dressed all in black. You look quite kind of sinister. The mind. You look like a Bond villain. Those that know me best would find this absolutely hilarious. Some of these phrases, Doctor, Mind. Were you the mind when you missed your train home from no. London on Friday night? <laughs> I didn't say what sort of mind it was. I just said the mind. Mm. I think it's a beautiful. So what mind. are you then? I'm uh, I'm the, the the dressed. Well-dressed man. <laughs> I'm using Roscoe's descriptions of us from last week. <clears throat> the sartorial fighter. Yeah. Uh, I'm the old man, of course, of this group. The young man of this group, I notice, has already got his shoes off, despite the temperature. He's just been driving around Ipswich in the snow, so hopefully if you were driving around, no one hit you. Um, of course, producer Ross. How'd you get on? <clears throat> driving in the snow? Good. I hate snow, though. Really hate snow. I don't, I don't mind driving in it, but just snow just it's ruins. It's not snow. You'll be fine. Yeah, it's not snow, but it's just people say it's snow. Snow's beautiful if you don't have to go out on it. If mm. you can kind of just sit and yeah. watch it, mm. maybe treading on virgin mm. snow is tremendous. But once it gets kind of slimy and icy and all that Whoa. sort of stuff. Oh, hello. A bit, growly, <coughs> bit growly over there. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, so you did all right, did you? Yeah, I think so. I did a bit. Yeah. A few roundabouts. No near misses. No. <laughs> curbs, curbs were avoided. Excellent. Um, no Pe- pedestrians. Pedestrians on hit. Old ladies, you know. Superb, excellent. Let, let old lady cross the road, you know, the pedestrian Did you? and stuff. Yeah, let her in. Yep, go ahead. Excellent. She went. <laughs> I went. No worries. So, oh, yeah, lovely. Polite. Polite. What a lovely young man. Yeah. <laughs> what a lovely beard, too. <laughs> so he popped, I bet he pulled up, handbrake, jumped out, <laughs> helped her with her bags across the road. Yeah. Not, not in this weather. Yeah. Well, no, no. It's, too, it's too cold. I might get, I might get the sniffles. Yeah, yeah. Um, boys, it's wonderful to be here once again. Our second helping this week. What have you been up to? How are we going so far this week? What's been happening? Ah, what? Not much. Nothing. Okay, <laughs> Stewie, you've had a weekend. What have you been doing? Uh, I went to see Rob Bryden. Oh, you were telling me. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Charles Hall in Colchester last night, which was a lot of fun. Mm. Was he funny? Uh, yeah, he was funny. Yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't really too sure what to expect i got the tickets for a birthday present went with my sister last night it's a strange old venue charter hall it's basically a leisure center um which they kind of use for for things like that but yeah he had a big band there was a lot of singing more singing than i was anticipating hmm. but yeah um, didn't have him down as a as a singer he's, he's got, got a good, good, good voice yeah, yeah. yeah gavin and stacy i yeah. know i know he's got he's got that kind of stuff in the locker but didn't have him down as a big band man. Yeah, no, he had a big band. Talented. A few jokes, a few impressions. Yeah. Did he do his Ronnie Corbett? Yeah, yeah, yeah Ronnie Corbett did the um, Little Man in a Box. Oh, a classic. A classic. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it was good. Good stuff, good times. Oh, Roscoe, right. what have you been up to? Uh, yeah, nothing really. Of course, what you have been up to, which we must share with the people of KOA Army, is you have branched out, my friend. The mm. people have said... We want more Roscoe. The people have demanded it, and you have provided it via the first in a brand new series called Ross Meets. You went out and about, 
all the way to Chelmsford. <laughs> and you met Adam Tanner, yeah, yeah. former town star. You sat down with him. You produced an excellent video, which is also available in podcast form. Tell the people about it. Yeah, yeah. Good, very nice bloke. I feel like every, every player I meet, you know, I've done an interview with, they've always been good guys and mm. became good friends with them. <laughs> yeah, best mates now. <laughs> best mates now, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was very nice to pick me up at the chance of the train station. I went to his girlfriend's house. He had work, been doing it at his other house. So, yeah, um, yeah it was just a good chat. Talk about his career and stuff. Unfortunately, the, it's not a straight spin-off series, but that is, of course, in the works. So get ready for that. Yeah. So Adam may be happy, happy to... He'll jump on that as well yeah so but yeah it was it was good chat you know of course talked about his liverpool goal yeah of course his drugs ban and all that yeah um which for me was a, a big sort of topic to talk about with him because you know i think that's still mm. a big thing for him um mm. but i try best to not let go so adam uh you took some stuff didn't you in, yeah. in the 90s but it was, it was more trying to just like the aftermath of all of it and yeah. stuff like that and who was there and all that jazz and how it affected him I didn't really want to know the ins and outs or what happened on that night you know who was there and stuff I just yeah. wanted to know but yeah good chat I hope everyone enjoyed it it was really good um, obviously we, we take the piss out of you quite a lot on this show uh, and you're generally a shambles but yeah, yeah. Um, in this form you, I was extremely impressed with how much research you'd done your ability to recall that as well in the context of the interview was very good so people if you've not if you've not listened or watched it yet Get on it, I would say. Would you agree with that, boys? Go, Very good, go and watch it. Go and watch because yeah. you can you can see that the body language and the chemistry. Go watch it rather than the magic. To it, I'd say. Adam I also was very chilled, weren't An extra yeah. layer. I also enjoyed the uh, the little thing he told you that the life lesson that George Graham mm. taught him as a young boy, um, which is a life lesson for everyone. Yeah. I don't um, know why in the video I sh- shook his hand at the beginning. I don't know why. I just thought, you know what, we're blokes. Yeah, yeah. we. And um, an off camera he told me that about the. George mm. Graham life lesson so I thought oh okay I'll test him and see if I've got a good handshake and of course I mentioned <laughs> it and he went yes alright because he would have scrapped the interview right there he went if that was a bad handshake boom, there, is, there are a few things worse in life than a, than a bad handshake aren't there oh, when, you're, when the other person's hand kind of, sort dissolves, of slivers out of your hand dissolves like a skip <laughs> yeah. and also if they don't look <laughs> at you if they don't look at you while you shake their hand if they don't make eye contact with you again that, that revs my engine in a negative way anyway boys um, something else that revs my engine is Ipswich Town, HMS scrape into the playoffs, launching this weekend about three o'clock off the coast of Blackpool. This one really is a must-win. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it, boys? Yeah. They're all must-win now, aren't they? They need to win a game <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, they need to win and they need to, they need a run of wins. Um, mathematically, no. They, <sighs> no, 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 I know. No, but they, they need... They need to win. They're they, down in ninth. They need to win. That's yeah, maths, schmaths. Yeah, let's they get into it then. Games. The doctor has got some some notes in front of him. So, Doctor Watson, what can you tell us about Blackpool? The pool. <laughs> no, we don't go read as far as saying notes. <laughs> what does it um, say? Come on, read it. They're not going great, are they? <laughs> no. Sack Simon Grayson. Two two wins in fifteen. And they were against yeah. Southend and Bolton. Tough game, though. Tough game. Come on. Um, I know yeah. Ipswich aren't in a position to kind of mock lengthy, poor runs of form, but David Dunn, caretaker, boss, the former Blackburn midfielder, um, they beat Bolton 2-1 at the weekend. There's a few Ipswich links there. They obviously signed Grant Ward, unused sub at the weekend. Liam Feeney's done okay f- for them. Um, Nandalay is their main man up front. 18 goals, were you saying, Mark, mm. beforehand? Don't know if he'll be fit. I think he's missed the last couple with a hamstring problem, so um, don't know if he'll he'll be ready to play. But they need they need realistically they've got eleven games left. Ipswich they need six wins plus. I would say six wins minimum, and then hope with a fair wind, others falter. Um, does it have to be this one at the weekend? It feels important because it, what follows it is Fleetwood at home and then Coventry at home. And you can you can find six wins. Sounds ridiculous when they've they've won four of their last twenty two. To say they can find six wins easily enough from those last eleven, I still think you can. When you look mm-hmm. at that running, I still think with some confidence I could find six wins in there. But but they come in the, those final sort of seven eight games, and I just think you need to get through these next three in reasonable health to give yourself yeah. a chance. So. Yes, it feels important. Yeah, particularly this one, I think, because one of those wins for me has to be the Fleetwood game. That's a really, really big one, Tuesday. You don't want to go into that on another loss. Um, 
there needs to be a, a big element of positivity from this Blackpool game at the weekend against the team, as you just said, not not in good nick at all. It doesn't sound like they're in an over rush to appoint anybody. Um, some names in the frame. Sue's got all the odds written down. We'll get to that in a minute, maybe. But um, they're not in a good. They're not in a good way. Um, I think their victory over Bolton midweek was Toto Enciala assisted by the sounds of things. <laughs> uh, we'll leave that at that. But um, yeah, they, they they need something going into this Fleetwood game because that that one on Tuesday night is massive. Stewie, tell us a bit do you want, more. Do you want the odds? Let's on have the odds because this might be an insight spend. into when people are talking now about doubts about Paul Lambert. This kind of gives you an insight into the sort of names that that would be available or be spoken about where Ipswich are at at this moment in time. This is this is the odds for the Blackpool job at the moment, who have obviously just got rid of Simon Grayson, who I think would have probably been someone that was high on a, a Marcus Evans list, just because he he's he hires managers that have CVs on their promotion and Simon Grayson, inverted commas, is the League One promotion specialist. It's Although the League One. That, that is now fading, isn't it, after Sunderland and, and Blackpool failures. But So he's gone, David Dunn's in as caretaker and, and Carl Robinson of Oxford is, is still the two-to-one favourite at the moment. Then you've got Richie Wellen of um, top of League Two with Swindon, former Ipswich Loney. Paul Heckingbottom... Ex Barnsley Leeds Hibbs was his last club. Nathan Jones did really well at Luton. Sacked by Stoke. Ian Evitt, top of the league. Barrow in the top, their top of the conference national league, whatever you want to call it. Don't know anything about him, but to get Barrow top of the mm. top of the national league is quite something. I think he's an ex Blackpool player. Yeah, so defender. Yeah, that rings a bell now. Yeah, yeah, I think he would. I'm not sure he would necessarily tip up on an Ipswich list, but for a Blackpool one, Barrow should not be top of the conference. Some of the clubs that are in there and have been in there. You think so we do some travelling? Yeah. <laughs> Barrow. Imagine being Barrow. And then Cumbria. Bri- Brian Cumbria? Barry Murphy of Rochdale is the other one. Okay. Roscoe, the people want more of you. What do uh, you think about this game coming up? First of all, you're going. You're travelling tomorrow, yep. like the Ipswich Town side. Standard with uh, young Liam from Crew. Yes. Is that how it is? Like Ross needs the Ross needs the extra days prep. <laughs> well, same he, as the he players. just he needs to get there. That's the thing. So he he's kind of got to go so. when the person who's taking him is going. No, no. To be fair, Liam he he brought up the idea again to go to his his nan Joan. Yeah. In uh, Frodgham. Frodgham. Frodgham all places. Um, we like Joan, don't we? We do like Joan. She yeah. does a nice nice dinner, nice breakfast, nice pad. She's got up in Frodgham. Excellent pad. Yeah. So uh, me and Liam will be cruising up. Night out on Blackpool on the tiles in Blackpool. You get up to all sorts there, you two. Two young men. An hour and a half from Frodrum. Oh, is it? So oh, that's a shame. Something like that. So. Saturday night. What's maybe. the nightlife yeah. in Frodrum like? Uh, yeah, not not great. I think you, there's a nice view of Liverpool in Frodrum, <laughs> so we can sort of like go on this hill and go. That's Ooh, Liverpool. There's Liverpool over there. We'll have to. One day, all this will be yours. Yeah, but uh, yeah, looking forward to it. But yeah, Blackpool in terms of the game, mm. uh, I bet it's going to be very cold in it, and it's, it's going to be gonna cold. Be yeah. Just a dire game. Do you think? I think so. A war of attrition. Just no, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be. Don't, we've got, we've got no don't strikers. Good. Don't blow your beans. That we're not. We get on to. We get on to prediction in a minute. Oh. But he, he said there we haven't got any strikers. <laughs> when you talk about this, obviously going into the game, Town haven't got any strikers. They've got Will Keane, who's notoriously injury prone himself, boys. So that's going to be the big question going into this game: is what does a honey badger, Mister Lambert, do? What Play would you, himself. What, Play himself, yeah. I'd well, love to see that. He's played for <laughs> he's played for massive clubs. To be fair, Champions League winner, Champions League winner. Um, boys, you're in the you're in the hot seat at Portman Road, which is pretty hot at the moment. Um, what are you doing with the team in this game, particularly up front? Um, I would have. This is something I would have done some time ago. I've, we've spoken about formations and stuff so many times, but if you can make a four three three or something like it work. Then it's good. Um, I, I don't know if now's the time to suddenly switch to that. Maybe, maybe they have to. But so, how would that look with the personnel? Uh, you, well, a back four. Then, well, it'd be more of a four-two-three-one. Mm-hmm. So you go a back four, a midfield, central midfield two, which I'd probably would be what Downs and Hughes possibly. Then, then you've got a number ten who would probably be Teddy Bishop. I'd give Freddie Sears a game, but I'd play him wide left and I'd play Judge wide right. I'd just just try and support 
not necessarily hugging the touchline, either mm-hmm. of them. Try and support Keane. You've got three players supporting Keane there, which mm. is the key the key thing, because if Will Keane gets isolated, he finds things really difficult. He needs he needs he needs people to work with. Mm. And if you play something like that, you've got three players who can work off of him and you might just you might just get something out of it. Uh, very similar to what, what Andy's just outlined. I've got two teams written down here, something that I'd like to see and something that I think Paul Lambert will do. Um, will Keane is not a target man. We've discussed that many times and he's getting a bit of flack at the moment. But when you get Will Keane playing well, his link-up play is still excellent. And we saw that the other week against what was the Burton. Burton at home. And he has played as a sort of central striker, a lone striker if you like, in those two games, I'm going to say at Coventry, at St Andrews, when we seem to play Coventry every few days, pre-Christmas, and Keane sort of played as the lone striker in those games, in, in the system that Andy just outlined, and they did it really well, because they kept the ball on the floor. Um, so, the, the team I've got written down here was, is Holy and Goal, then changed to a back four. And I think you'd have to probably put Danassian back in at right back Go if on. you're going to a back four. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. Um, Chambers, Wolfenden. I've got Earl at left back, and I'll tell you for why in a minute. And then Downs. I'd like to see Downs and Dazelle again, because Dazelle played in those commentary yeah. games. And I just think a midfield three, I've got as Downs, Dazelle and Bishop. The three of them, the young lads, come through the youth team, know each other's games. I think they need that creative spark. I think we're probably going to talk about Dazelle a bit later on with the contract situation, but just just get him in there. Nolan's been up and down. Hughes has been up and down. Scoos would probably be a bit too much of a defensive option um, for this game. Get get Dazelle in, that's what I've got. And then I've got Judge on the right and I've got Garbutt on the left because I'm just not convinced how long Freddie Sears has got in him at the moment or how close he is to being what you'd want him to the only other option is you play Sears and you put Garbutt at left back and then Keane up front keep the ball on the deck that's the way I'd play so that's what you you would like to see yeah. but what do you actually think I, I think he'll play something resembling a 3-4-3 three, three, and I think he'll go with the three at the back and then I think he'll play a midfield four with Garbutt and Edwards on the wings Downs plus one other in, in central midfield and then I think he'll have Judge and then either Sears or Bishop in support of Keane mm-hmm. as a sort of a, a front three do we, is there any update on the old uh, the sore one that Downs had at the end of the game? Is he? Do we know? I know the press is obviously tomorrow. We have not heard though that he's he's injured. Mm, no, they they seemed a bit they seemed okay about that. Did, did mm. they after the game Saturday? It sounded when he did it, it didn't look great at all, did it? Just no. overstretching in the in the centre circle, but um, nobody seemed overly worried by that on Saturday. I didn't mm-hmm. think. No, he finished the game, didn't he? But I, I guess it depends how that's settled down and yeah. how he's reacted in, in training, but we'll, we'll find out more, possibly, mm. whether whether they'd let us know yeah, if I'm there was sure. a problem, I don't know. But. I'm not sure. The second he did it, I remember saying to Stu that he should just get himself booked immediately because yeah. he's got a two-game ban coming up the next time he gets <laughs> a yellow someone. card. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to be injured, just get booked. I like yeah. the thought of him as he's limping off the pitch, having the foresight just to, just <laughs> to tell someone. the ref to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. 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 You or can do one. Yeah. Ref doesn't hear him, so he has to keep <laughs> saying it repeatedly <laughs> until he gets booked. Ah, uh, how tremendous that would be. Uh, okay, any other, any other things to mention? Um, uh, how about like a, like a left field wild card? Town need a hero now. So is there anyone you can see that's maybe been on the fringes this season, who's suddenly going to explode onto the scene. I'm mainly thinking here about young Armando Dobra. Is he is he the man that might be might be underline might be someone who could who could offer a spark? I'd like to see him. I'm, I am surprised he's he's not been on benches more mm. more than he has been. I, I, I'd like to see him at least on the bench. I, I would. Um, yeah, it's been a while. He hasn't played in the league yeah. since his red card. Act, yes, uh, yeah, same. I don't know if I'd put him straight into the team at the moment, but I think there have been occasions recently where games have been drifting. The, the Wimbledon away game, the game at the weekend, where he is, like you say, that wild card option to come off the bench, and he's he's tenacious, he's busy, he's aggressive, he's got plenty of skill. Mm. Um, He's confident, isn't he? He, he, He's not going to care about nerves and the bad run they've been on and the baggage that's been picked up 
we talked last season, didn't we, about people not having the, the stink of relegation on them. They, he hasn't got he hasn't got the the stink of the bad run on him. Just let him express himself and, and see what can happen for twenty minutes. It's that fearlessness of youth, isn't it? The kind of get on and just take people on and not really care about the consequences. Roscoe, you uh, obviously know a lot of the young lads. Um, you're heavily involved in covering the other twenty threes and even younger than that. Armando, a talent. Anyone else? A lot. Of people have been talking about Tyree Simpson as well yeah, on big, social big media. Unit, yeah. He's the ex rugby player. Isn't he is. He? Yeah. Um, is I, he? Is he ready to sort of? Uh, you know, doesn't harm putting him on the bench, maybe. But starting, mm. I don't know. Probably not. It's a difficult one. No. Really. It's, and there's, there's mm. obviously uh, Morris and, and Falami. Are they? Falami's on loan at Stevenage. But okay. I, I would hope. I would hope that <laughs> he's done Oops. at Drynan. But yeah. I'd hope that Ben Morris is. Very much ahead of Simpson in that. Yeah. They're just two different order. types, aren't they? I think Morris, I've seen play sort of the wide roles for for the twenty threes. He's more of a on the shoulder, bit Searsy. fox in the box. But yeah, very much bit bit Freddie Searsy. So they're talking about probably the striker options even before they all started going down injured. That even the four that they had didn't really have the the sort of physical hold up player, target man type. Um, I haven't seen loads of Tyree Simpson, but from what I have seen, he would provide that that different option. Mm-hmm. Big, powerful, can hold the ball up, make it stick, but it's a big leap from playing yeah. 23s football yeah, to massive. suddenly be chucked into this, this pressure scenario. Massive leap, I would say. Okay, then. I think we've come to the time that we cannot put off any longer. It's time for a prediction. Stu, have you got anything else you want to read off your notes before we go on to the prediction? No. Okay. <sighs> Here we go, then, boys. No. Prediction time. Ipswich Town at Blackpool must win. Asterix, not technically. Are they going to win? What are we saying? 1-1. One, one. A draw. A draw to keep the narrative alive. We'll be having these same conversations yeah. <laughs> next week. <laughs> well, I won't because I'm good. not here, so you'll be having the same conversations. But 1-1, one, one, you're saying? 1-1. One, one. And will it, be a, will it be, as Ross predicts, a terrible, horrible game? No. It won't be? No, I disagree with that. I think it might be... Not the standard might not be incredible, but I think there's going to be something exciting is going to happen. Okay, I've got a feeling it there's might be there might be a really good goal in it. Yeah, there's Hutchie's prediction. Stewie, you got it bob on last week. You predicted a defeat, much to your chagrin. What are you saying this week? Draw, one one. Yeah, go on then. Two one ones. And are you are you hopeful of a decent game? Um. I don't, uh, doesn't matter, does it? I don't really care whether it's a good game or not. I just uh, they're in that territory now where I just think for their confidence they need to just just find a way. I, in moments, I convince myself when I when I look at those options that if you can get Teddy Bishop sort of going, and we've seen enough sort of exciting glimpses from him since his comeback that 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 could add something. Um, you can convince yourself that Freddie Sears is going to suddenly step up and and be the hero. Um, but how many times have we kind of hyped ourselves up to think the turn is happening and this is going to click and mm. that's going to click and, and it hasn't happened. So um, I think it will be a draw and we'll be back having, as Andy says, these exact same conversations about what they need from the remaining <laughs> few games and whether they're clinging on in there and it might be a day. continuation mm. of this kind of death by a thousand cuts theme mm. that seems to be happening for, for quite some time. There's only so many times... You can cope with the up and down nature of all of this. I'm finding. You like, don't get up and down though. You, you're very well, much in the yeah, middle. M- well, maybe, maybe inside I am. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe. You've never shown it. Maybe, but I'm just. I'm, I'm like a water filter. I've got all the nonsense going on in there. But maybe what what comes out and what everyone sees is yeah. just boring. Are you like the duck? But, you know, swimming on on top of the water is serene. Underneath, yeah, you're all like that. Maybe the leg, little legs going. Maybe. Um, maybe before not. we get on to Roscoe. Who will obviously tell us what the score is going to be? Um, mm. Is would a draw be a good point? Every way draw, only if they beat Fleetwood. Yeah, so it's more kind of what comes afterwards if they get a draw. Roscoe, the stage is yours. Obviously, you got it wrong last weekend. Mm. You you boldly predicted a draw last weekend, mm. but before that, you were on the money quite a lot of the time. So mm. let's start a new run. What is the score going to be this weekend? Uh, so that's going to be a terrible game. But we're going to shit house a one 0 win. Yes, yeah. shit house a one 0 yeah. win. Get in. Why and, not? And and who's going to score? Uh, Chambers. Chambers. Ooh, yeah. What header from, from a, a corner? From a corner. Yeah. Oh. Or oh. maybe just a stomp at the back, like just kick it, in, just get it in. 
I'd, I'd, take, I'd enjoy that. Yeah. Take, take and it'll go, just go. Yeah. You know. And everyone will go. Captain Fantastic. I don't know where the way end. I've been Blackpool before, but I can't remember. <coughs> it's behind one of the goals in the way end, I think. I've actually never been there. I can't remember. That's can't remember a very now. rare new new ground for me. Okay. Number 78. I think it is. I think it's behind one of the goals. Yeah. So okay. yeah, if, if it were, there's the shooting way which are, the fans are, then yeah. yeah, just show us a go. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. He's, he, he's even got the goal celebration he's predicting now as well. Yeah. He's getting cocky, the boy. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got two one ones. We've got one nil shithouse win from Roscoe. I'm saying 4 nil town. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to score? <laughs> I'm the eternal optimist, my friends. Tyree Simpson hat-trick off the bench. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, let's hope this a win. Um, okay, boys, let's, let's draw a line under that. And something more important is ahead of us now. It's time for Stew versus... Andy. That gravelly voice of yours has come in handy there. I worked that well, didn't I? Okay, a new weekly feature, although obviously with me off next week, it may not, it may not appear this time next week, and you will be in Turin anyway. Well, we'll, we'll talk, yeah. We we'll will see. see. Um, Stu versus Andy. So last week, the debut of the game, Stu crushed Andy Warren with his, his superior knowledge of the mighty Wu-Tang clan. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> it went 1-0 up in the series. Um, I should also, of course, point out at this point, to cross the I's and dot the T's and all that, we went into the court on Monday. Mick McCarthy's still in the cells awaiting his trial date. I'm really sorry about that. What I about, felt like it, well... About Mick breaking yeah. in like that. Yeah. He's got no respect for the I mean, the to justice. be fair, it, Roscoe, it was Roscoe's fault. He was he's security, mm, so... It ruined my case again. I felt like I was just sort of building to... I had some other witnesses that I was going to bring in that was going to yeah. have some testimony about... They need to win six games from 11. They've won four from the last whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, and then Mick came in and just completely derailed it all. What is he like? I mean, I hope it, when we do go back into court, which I'm sure we will at some point, I just hope he's not free to, to break in well, again. Well, he's going to have his... He's, surely if he's in the cells, he's going to be on trial himself at some exactly, point. Exactly, exactly. And uh, that would be fun. Maybe we should cover that live, the trial of Mick McCarthy. What's he... Trial for what? Contempt of court. Contempt of court. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, okay, so, but Stu, my point with that is you were the winner. The KOA army, the jury, decided that you won 71% to 29%. It was quite a heavy victory. Um, how, 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 how do you feel about that? Well, I predicted after we finished that I would win the vote, mainly because most of the votes would come from people that hadn't listened to the podcast. <laughs> Just Ipswich's season is falling apart. That's, that's not a hard one to... Uh, the jury, the jury in my on. opinion, need to cheer up a little bit. Yeah, there were some people actually saying that um, deciding purely on your case and your evidence that they, they voted for you, despite well, the fact enough. they didn't feel... Not enough. Okay, well that's not done. Enough. That's not officially part of Andy and Stu, but I just wanted to get that out of the way, just so uh, we don't miss out on that. Now then, Andy and Stu this week. Stu's up 1-0 in the series. At the, end of the, at the end of the season, one of these boys is going to be doing a forfeit. We don't know what yet. Um, if you've got any suggestions out there, do let us know. The loser... Is going to do a forfeit of some kind. Shave their head. Loser. Shave their head, yeah. <laughs> this week, boys, it's very much more in your wheelhouse. We're talking about football, and we're talking about something you deal with on a daily basis. We're talking about the wonderful world of football cliches. What I want to do is I want you to trade cliches back and forth until one of you stumbles and can't come up with a cliche. Now, I'm going to allow one fail for each of you because I think this could be something that needs a little bit of time to warm up into. So we need someone to start, and of course the time on a tradition is paper, scissors, stone, to decide who starts. One, two, three. Yes. So Stu starts again. So you're first off with a cliché. Myself and Roscoe will be the arbiters of what is and isn't a cliché, if there is any debate. Um, So here we go. First cliché, Stuart Watson. This is something that... We've seen many times this season. Stop stalling. It's a game of two halves. That's an easy one. Come on. We need the, we need the noises, Ross. There we go. That's football. Oh. We've got to wait for it to load again. Where's it gone? Oh, dear. <laughs> First goal's crucial. I've played for big clubs. <laughs> um... You need a 20-goal-a-season striker. Ah, the proverbial 20-goal-a-season striker. Outstanding. Take it each game as it comes. Yes. That's one of the best. 
you don't win anything in November. <laughs> Can we throw that in? Yeah, that's a cliche. This is tremendous. Come on, there's there's loads more. Sick as a parrot. Sick old as school. A, yeah, 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 that is old school. Oh, you can't um, be running out. I've Just got, think about I've every interview you ever have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> New signing. Every game's a cup final. Yes. Our backs were against the wall. <laughs> It's sometimes harder to play against ten men. <laughs> yes. Oh, this cliche is, is rolling now. <laughs> we didn't get the rub of the green. <laughs> we might be here all day, actually. Um, fans are, were a twelfth man. Yes. Decisions like that even themselves out over the season. <laughs> good one. Hutchie's on fire. Um, oh, it quick, was an quick. absolute no-brainer to join <laughs> said club. <laughs> We understand the fans' frustrations. <laughs> We're as frustrated as them. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is, t- this is getting tough give him, now. Give him the thing. He's taking too long. Go on, give us a buzzer. Stewie's first fail. So next time you fail, you've lost. Uh-uh. Andy, uh, get started again. History weighs heavy on f- some. Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. I'm struggling. Come on. I'm struggling. Come on. That's it. Out. 1-1. One, one. I can't believe you missed pretty much the thing that you say most when it comes to football. Don't get too high. No. <laughs> it is what it is. It is that's, what it that's is. That's the biggest cliche in all of sport. Hey, it is what it is. My wife had a real, real go at me the other day for saying that around the house. Yeah. She's like, stop saying that. You're just making excuses for yourself. That is the biggest cliche in football. Now then, Andy Warren, that was a superb performance. How do you reflect on that? Um, I'll just take each game as it comes. <laughs> I don't, don't get, get too, too Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's interesting. I enjoyed that. I thought that had the potential to be funny, and it was. Um, so now it's 1-1. Everything to play for. That's Although, another cliche. Yeah. <laughs> not necessarily next week. There we go. Stu versus Andy. The good thing is, after a defeat, you want another game to come as quick as possible, <laughs> don't you? To, to put it right. But it sounds like it's going to linger for you. <laughs> you've got a full, you haven't got a full week on the training ground next week either. Uh, yeah, we might not have this next week, so there might be a little bit of time. Anyway, 1-1. I enjoyed that. I hope you did at home. Back now on the grass. That's another one. Get going back going on into an international break now on the back of a defeat. <laughs> There's no good coming out with them now. Come on. <laughs> it's time, boys, for a hefty, a hefty slice of mailbag. There's a lot of mailbag today. So obviously we're not going to be able to get to all of them, but I'll pick what I consider to be the best. So of course we need the Time on a Tune mailbag. Who's going to sing that? I'm going to sing As it. As the champion of Andy versus Stu this week. Mailbag, mailbag. It's time for Mark, Andy, Stu and Ross to dip into the mailbag. Do, do. That was lovely. Was it? I was expecting a bit more when you, you cocked your head and held the mic Liam Gallagher style. Sometimes less is more. Exactly. exactly. It was a haunting rendition. Haunting. I like it. I'm going to start this week with a question via email from a member of the KOA Army called Aaron Whittle. He says, hello, Mark. A question for the guys, but primarily... Hu- You're right there, Ross. Hang on, <laughs> wait. What? Why is that funny? I don't know. Whittle. What? What are you like? The, go, go on. The, Aaron's going to praise you in a minute as well. Oh, so, oh, yeah, you better... Leave that bit out. Yeah. Wind your neck in, Ross. Um, a question for the guys, but primarily Hutch Hogan, as he is the man with his finger on the pulse transfer-wise. With Norwich looking set for a return to the Championship, that's a shame, isn't it, and the sale of Todd Cantwell to a top-six club appearing more, more than likely in the summer, would we expect Norwich to renew their interest in Andre Dazelle? Does Andy have any insight on how close this move came last summer? And then Aaron adds... Thanks, and keep up the great work on the pod. I really enjoyed Ross with Adam Tanner. For all the laughs at his expense, I think you may have unearthed a star in Ross. So how, how are you feeling now, Ross? I'm, I'm sorry, laughing. Aaron, he thinks you're a dick. No, no, no. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah. You're the man. That's he's, great. He's part of my friend of the show. Yeah, well, uh, uh, come he's on. part of mine. You haven't, got, got, that. You haven't got that power. Let's not get too Let's big not carried away. As I say, no. you're still a prospect. You've still got a long way to go. You've got promise, all right? Okay. And Aaron's seen that promise. He says... You may have unearthed the star. Thank you, Aaron. Um, so then, Hutchie, Andre Dizel, we've talked about him already. We don't. Neither of you think he's going to be here next season. But the Norwich thing, what are we saying? There was certainly something in that. But I'd, I'd say Stu is probably more plugged in on on that one, that particular one, than I was. Maybe a better place to talk about uh, about how far that got. But there was certainly... Yeah, very close. Um, 
uh, very close. Yeah, I can't without sort of giving away too much because this is still something that's a live scenario. So I don't want to. Um, I don't want to undo some some work that's been done behind the scenes there, but that I assure you it was a very serious interest. Um, I don't think crossing the divide would phase Andre um, because as much as he's close to Ipswich through his family and what have you, his own personal ambitions would probably out, outweigh all of that. And um, understandably so. He's missed a lot of football at key moments of his career. He's gone away and, and played with top players from top clubs when, when on England duty. And he's found himself as a completely on the sidelines at a League One club now. And he's out of contract. So wh- why would he be rushing to, to mm. sign any new contract? Um, I'm not sure entirely what the, what the option situation is going into the summer if you look back at reports of when he signed his last deal there's not mentions normally they talk about the, the one year option I'd be staggered if it wasn't in there but um, I think Lee O'Neill has spoken a, f- a few times about there being 18 months on his deal mm. in certain ways which is the option so maybe, maybe they'll look to, to get a bit of compensation money for, for him in the summer really um, we've spoken before it just seems like the club's pathway and his own pathway just aren't aren't aligned at, at this minute in time. And from Norwich's point of view as well, I, obviously it's been a, another disappointing season for Andre. He's losing these seasons at really bad times for him, but I don't think his kind of stalling of his career on the pitch is going to bother Norwich if they if they liked him last summer and were were they knew they know what he's all mm. about. If they liked him then. It's not going to change just because Paul Lambert hasn't used him. I think they'll, they'll still know what he can do, what he he can offer. Because I don't think they they would be buying him to go straight into their starting eleven. In any case, they mm. know they that he he might take a few months. But he came very close to. There was strong Liverpool interest going even further back after he first burst on the scene, and they Andre turned that down because at that time it was there's a pathway here at my to the first team and I don't want to be one of these players that goes to a big club and just gets lost as a, as a number in amongst all these, these young players and sees my career drift. So that was the that was the sort of trump card that Ipswich had, but unfortunately they can't really play that trump yeah, card anymore because no. they, they're not they're not giving him the football. No. So um it, you know, had had they used him and had they made him a key part of their their plans even Last season, this season, since he's come back from injury, then we'd be having a different conversation. But but they haven't, and um, the fear is that you know he might be another one where we talk about Rhodes and Clark and others, where you think another one that's kind of slipped slipped through the net. But we'll see. That's the frustrating thing about Andre Zell for me. I get the feeling that if and when he leaves town, wherever he goes next, he's going to be really successful. And how galling would that be if it was down the road at Norwich? when he was in the building and on the grass at town. It would be gutting. Thank you for that question, Aaron. That was a good one. I'm sorry that uh, Roscoe thinks your name's funny, but um, we, the other three members of the Kings of Anglia, are very happy to have you part of the KOA army, and thanks for getting involved. Appreciate it, Aaron. Um, right then. Ipswich offered Andre a contract, by the way. That they started the people saying, why haven't they done anything more to sort this? Since last summer, they've been actively pushing to, to get him to sign a new deal. Um, and they've not been able to find common ground on that. So that that's why it's not Ipswich just deciding not to do something. They have been trying. Mm. Okay. Nigel G. Friend of the show. Number nine. With the big fish. Bass. It's a bass. Trout. It's definitely not a trout. Salmon. Um, definitely not a salmon. This is a good one for you, Hutchie. With your love of kits. Like Andy, I liked the Oxford Classy Away shirt at the weekend. What are the lads' favourite kit from any team in any era? And the worst. And Nigel also adds, Ross, I don't know if you've got anything you want to laugh about with Nigel, but um, he also adds how much he enjoyed the pod with Adam Tanner. I'm just scrolling up to read it here. I like Nigel. Really enjoyed this, he says. Ross shouldn't put himself down so much in the intro. There's a reason you're called the greatest producer on planet Earth. There's quite a lot of love. Going in for Ross, Ross isn't it? It's unsettling. Ross is very relaxed in these interviews, and I think that that 
relaxes the interviewee, mm. and that's why you end up becoming best friends yeah, with everybody you ever interview. Stroke their knee a little bit, you know. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't Dean see that. Donald and Adam Tanner hitting, yeah. a, hitting an Essex bar at some point <laughs> in the near future. Yeah. Meet up, we're doing a meet up like an anniversary sort of thing. Oh, yeah. That would be a night out. A Rooney, it? Yeah. Tremendous. Yeah, um, so, kits. Yeah. What are the lads' favourite kit from any era and also the worst? Um, I love Boca Juniors kits, mm-hmm. which are, if you don't know, is a kind of a, a deepish shade of blue with a nice yellow stripe mm-hmm. across the middle. Very striking, very bold. Mm. They know what they're and, doing. and worst? Worst. Uh, Do you see the kit that Man City played in the other night, by the way? Last I'm night not against talking, Real Madrid? No, the other night they were playing Leicester. Like that fluorescent, look like um, something that someone would wear if they're working on, on the tools. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not into, I'm not into fluorescent kits. Did you see the double denim as well, Man City? No. See that? They're all travelled together and they were forced to wear double denim, all of them. <laughs> Pep decides all of that. Yeah. That's from his fashion range. It takes a lot of money to look that much of a dick. Um... So there you go. Stewie, your favourite kit? Um, blue and yellow combination does get me going. So you've mentioned Boca Juniors, but for me, like Palermo, uh, Palmer. Pal- no, Palermo's pink, isn't yeah. it? Palmer, Palmer, I'm thinking of. Palmer of the 90s, mm. that team that had Charam and who else was in that? Thierry, yeah. Buffon. That, that sort of... Chiesa. Mm. Chiesa. Worst? <laughs> that orange... Ipswich kit recently was talking about fluorescent kits. That wasn't wasn't great, was yeah. it? Or la- what well, last season's one? That yeah. was that was horrid. Not good. Not good at all. Roscoe, I want to go straight to worst. Yeah, most Norwich kits. Not because they're Norwich, oh, but they're on. just like this one. I've just got it up. Like I don't know whoever decided this. It's basically like a bird shit on the kit, basically. Oh, I remember that, that one? Yeah. That when was that? That was uh, uh, a couple of seasons ago. Was twenty sixteen seventeen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not good. That was bad kit. Kits. Uh, favorite? Um, I like the color burgundy, same as yeah. Hutchie. Um, so, any really like West Ham or Aston Villa kit sometimes. Mm. Hearts as well. Just any team who wear burgundy, really. Yeah. So I was a big fan yeah. of the uh, the old Nigeria Claret. kits in yeah. the World Cup. They're still at it. I They're know. still coming up with some crackers. They've got they, they've got some seriously good designs going on in Nigeria, and also um, the famous Liverpool kit. You know, the red with the, I think it was crown paint or candy. Uh, and the grey, do you remember the grey kit? Yeah, they brought that back a few years yeah. ago, didn't they? Yeah, I was a big fan of yeah. that. I had that's one of my first kits I had as a kid. Despite S- the fact Swindon that have got that as their away kit this season. Have they? Grey and red. Nice. They, they need to bring back jazzy goalkeeper shirts from the nineties, oh, don't mate, they? Yeah. Umbro were the king of them. Umbro would just dish out there. Massively oversized as well. Yeah. Like wearing a tent, a multicoloured tent. Good times. Good times. Um, Tony Southgate, not a friend of the show. I'd get his own jingle for that. Official point. bouncer of Kings of Anglia. He says, mm. I've had someone tell me this week they've, in quotes, as good as seen Lambert's contract, saying that if we don't go up, he's gone. What are you saying? I, I will be... It depends how the next few weeks unfold, and there are a lot of home games, and we saw the atmosphere slightly on the turn last weekend, and if it continues to all fall to pieces, and this easy running inverted commas they mess that up and they end up mid-table and it all turns then it's a different question but I think if they kind of just you know meander their way to the end just miss out I'd be surprised if Paul Lambert was to go anywhere Mm. Um, you'd be staggered if he'd signed a contract that had an automatic break clause if they didn't mm -hmm. win promotion when he signed it on the back of a win of what three wins in two wins in 12 or whatever it was at the, one win in 12 at the time I think his solicitor would mm. probably have had a word because he had 18 months on his contract which wouldn't yeah. have had I wouldn't have thought would have had a break clause in, I've, so. I've heard things about this contract and it's not fair for me to share them here now because oh, they're not based teeth. on I just yeah I can't just throw that out willy nilly because it's I've not had it verified by enough people yet thus far but there, there will be a there will be a set number of set amount of time in terms of a payoff. Um, you know, it's not That's like he would standard, get exactly. Though. You're not going. He's not going to get five years payoff if he were to go. It will be less than that. But in terms of a break clause regarding non-promotion, um, as Andy says, that's that's not something I, I, I've heard or would imagine would be included when they're talking. You know, all the talkers from from Evans and O'Neill has been about a long-term mm. project. So, mm. okay, Harry Butcher. 
friend of the show. Number seven? With the arrows? Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe eight? I no. don't know the numbers. Okay, all right. Anyway, Harry says, Mark, if you had to spend a month on a desert island with either Stu and your Ross, who would you pick and why? I'd pick Stewie, as he'd be able to make the smartest decisions at the most crucial of times. Mind. The mind, Stuart Watson. Um, Absolute genius, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> His brain is so big. <laughs> uh, I can see the logic behind that, Harry. Uh, and obviously, Stewie would be good because his logical frame of mind would, would counteract my impulsive, fuck everything, we're going to yeah. die. Let's of. drink the seawater now. <laughs> I'm thirsty. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the, but I can see plus points for all of you. Roscoe, you'd be very entertaining, but probably useless when it comes to uh, actually getting off the island. Stewie has aforementioned your mind. Um, but I can see, I can see you, Stewie. I can see you falling into the pit of despond quite quickly, mm. um, and you'd be quite glum and grumpy, I'd imagine, mm-hmm. um, quite soon. So for that reason, I want to spend my time on a desert island with Hutchie because Hutchie would be <laughs> level the whole way through. I'd be up and down. He'd be bringing me back to the level, and also Hutchie with that insight I've often spoke of. He'd probably fashion a boat out of a. A bit of wood that we found. Oh, definitely, yeah. And then we'd, we'd sail off. My woodwork skills. We'd sail off into the distance together and off the island. Uh, and also, we could talk obviously about American sport while we're on there. Um, Where's so, the island? Paradise somewhere. Let's just stay. Yes, yeah. Let's, just, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's right. start a civilization. <laughs> obviously, impossible. Uh, just the two of us. Um, we'll have to find a yeah lady. Yeah, <laughs> a lucky lady. <laughs> uh, right, Peter Dwelly House. Is John Nolan ever going to do anything? <laughs> when, when we play a back five <laughs> slash three and Downs is in there we need Nolan to offer far more going forward he started the season well with a few goals but he's gone backwards he's very tidy but ineffective I says Peter would rather have Colleen Nolan in midfield at the moment John Nolan what are you saying no longer does press that, that would kind of take I think the kids call it the banter era to, to a whole new level for Ipswich, wouldn't it? They start next season with Colleen, Colleen Rooney. Yeah. Uh, Colleen Rooney? Colleen Rooney. Colleen Nolan be. in midfield. Either, both of them together. Rooney. Rebecca Hardy. Yeah. Any, any Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Nolan, is that fair, is that fair criticism? No, John Nolan really frustrates me because I, I really like him as a footballer. I, I, I like his kind of skill set. Mm. But uh, Peter's right. He ha- he hasn't affected the game enough in the final third, and some of that's down to him, and I think some of it's down to where he's been played as well. I think he needs to play in a midfield three um, with the right blend in there. But I think he's definitely got the attributes to be a really good player for it, which I really like him. But but he's fr- he is frustrating because mm. especially if you like him, he's frustrating to watch. Mm. Daniel Rockall asked about his promotion over. Obviously, we tackled that in great depth in court on Monday, so go back and listen to that, Daniel, if you haven't. And the answer is yes, the according, to, yes, the jury, according so. to the jury. According to the KI Army. Alistair Rattray asked about the academy. We've done quite a lot on the academy. Um, I still think they'll finish in the playoffs. Do you? Do you honestly think that? Honestly? I don't know. There is a light and it <laughs> never goes out. No, I do too. I keep changing my do, do mind re- all the do time. Really, but do you really? It's in my, yeah. I think we've talked, we've, the two of us have spoken about this and we, our gut feeling. Because obviously you've, you've always had that line, but at some point you're going to have to accept it's not going to happen, aren't you? At some point. Yeah. <laughs> not ready to do it still, yet. Still in there. I'm the biggest optimist and I, I can't see it happening given their form at the moment. Anyway, um, where are we? Benjamin ITFC. If you could create an Ipswich version of Love Island, who would be in it? My money's on Paul Lambert. Now then, Love Island the worst thing that's ever been on TV and full of cretins. But Hutchie, one of your favourite shows? One of my favourite shows is A Stretch. Uh, Are have... you watching? Have you been watching this year? Uh, yeah, I did yeah, actually. Did yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Not all of it. I so watched who, a little bit. Who are you putting on there? Who's going to be the lady killer that you put on there? you aware of... No, don't kill the lady. No, you know what I mean. Not. Come on. <laughs> that, would, that would make a very dark show, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one for def- a few years down the line. Would definitely be cancelled. Yeah. Um... Who am I putting? Probably not Paul Lambert. No. I don't think he's got the necessary uh, chat. Who do you reckon would be the most successful on there? Who's J-Robs. J-Robs, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. he's at Gillingham. Oh, no, but he still counts. Um, I, I think the two young lads. I think Flynn would bring a bit of sort of cheeky Essex persona to yeah. it. And I, and I think Luke Wolfenden would, would have a bit of chat the as wolf. well. Yeah, he'd be the quiet one that gets significantly far in the competition. Yeah. Because nobody's got to know him yet. He's mysterious. 
with his new haircut. Yeah. I also think Luke Chambers would be quite funny on there, Mr. Bombastic. Oh, of course, Chambers. That's a great shout. Yeah. He'd fancy a, himself a on there, wouldn't older, he? A bit older. The older man. Yeah. With a, with a, he's got the look, hasn't he? He's got the Love Island look very much. Uh, Jack, what's your favourite alcoholic beverage and non-alcoholic beverage? Me, alcoholic whiskey. Sorry, Ross, we're keeping you up. Oh, yeah, sorry. Goodness. Unbelievable. <laughs> Mine's whiskey, non-alcoholic. Uh, probably sparkling water. Sparkling water does not do it for I, I get very, uh, It's a broad church, my friend. Yeah, it's my favourite. It's not yeah, yours. Not into it. How about you, Hutchie? You are now officially a teetotaler. You don't drink at all yeah. anymore. So we can't. you can't answer the alcoholic thing because well, you hate it. Well, I don't hate it. I've, I have enjoyed them in the past. Yeah. But, yeah. It's um, a different time in your life. Yeah, you I'm more to... of a softie now. Yeah. So your favourite non-alcoholic beverage is? There's too many good ones. <laughs> you got Pro- a lot to probably, choose from. Probably tap water. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, ginger beer. <clears throat> we're getting a bit excited. Ginger beer. Wow. Yeah. Jama- nice fiery, Jamaican fiery, fiery roots yeah. ginger beer. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it goes well with rum as well. Um, ginger beer. Oh, actually, yeah. can I go back? Non-alcoholic. I'd probably say coffee. Love a coffee. Fair. Um, Stewie, your favourite alcoholic beverage, um, please. I'm very much enjoying Ho Garden at the moment. Like a nice a blonde white, a blonde beer, yeah. Um, good old cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. solid. That would surely be yours for non-alcoholic, Roscoe, because you drink about 4,000 cups of tea a day, all made that's, mostly yeah, by me. Yeah, definitely up there, but for some reason at the moment, I'm really like a lemonade. I don't <laughs> know what. While you're, you're having your prawns. Yeah, yeah. I love the way when he says things like this, it's like he's just discovered <laughs> yeah, the most Yeah, so full of joy. <laughs> Huh? Yeah. But if I, yeah, I've just discovered prawns. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of them? They've got these things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, um, I, I haven't really been drinking that much alcohol. But if when I if I feel like just change up a little bit, like lemonade is just sun, just to quickly have just mix it up. Yeah, quick, up. yeah. quick drink. Um, yeah. Alcohol. I think oh, I'm a big fan of Peroni. I love yeah. Peroni. Solid, s- solid, solid. Do so. you remember not too long ago, Peroni was rare to see, and now you walk into any pub and it's got the the Peroni. Mm. How's Beautiful. Corona getting on in the uh, current climate? Mm. I don't know. It's not I, I don't a few in Manchester when I went up there, so it's not it's not been pulled off yeah. off they're the gonna, menus. They, no. They're going to have a PR job on their hands. Yeah, they? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a PR opportunity or not. Though. Can, yeah, can you own that? Yeah. Can you make that? You can try your own. The Corona, it's okay to like. <laughs> so, kind of somebody's either going to get paid an awful lot of money to be Corona's kind of PR guy, or they're going to have a very short time of employment yeah do you think they're company? genuinely having those conversations high-powered meetings yeah the top they, of must corona, like, they must be they must be because that's what everyone thinks corona that's what everyone they're thinks they're gonna struggle it? unless they do so they're gonna have yeah. to do something they can't just carry on as being oh yeah it's really nice if you put a little bit of lime in the top <laughs> doesn't maybe that's the cure for the virus what, lime a little little bit of lime just a, just a really small <laughs> little bit just, just dish them out inside your little mask just oh, with in. the corona do you pop the lime down do you keep it in the neck as long as possible, or do you just what, while pop, you drink it? That's, yeah, or do you what? just pop, pop um, it down into the? You, you can't keep it in the neck while you drink it. That's no, you push it. You, you push it down. I like to. I like to. What was that? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> the lime in the coconut and shake it all up. What is going on? Dear, oh dear. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a push down man. Get some juice in there. <laughs> Uh, anyway, nice moving moving back to football. <laughs> moving back to football. Blue shirt, nineteen seventy nine. Do we as fans underestimate how disruptive Luke Chambers is to the management of Ipswich Town? The hashtag Honey Badger again alluded to this when discussing that he didn't want Tommy Smith in the dressing room as he was too close to Chambers. He's also big pals with your friend Stewie Mick McCarthy, which can't be easy. Chambers, is he an issue? Oh, he wants I don't to take know. This. I don't know. What was the bit about Tommy Smith? I don't know. If uh, I didn't see it. He says the Honey Badger alluded to this when he said that he didn't want Tommy Smith in the dressing room. He's too close to Chambers. I didn't see that. I but. don't remember him saying no, that. Yeah. I don't um, think he did say that. Luke Chambers. He's a big presence at that football club. Yep. And you can look at that one of two ways. Um, I think was very much at the heart of the end of the Paul Hurst saga when the players were all called in on their day off. I think they kind of knew the writing was on the wall, probably as Paul was finding out himself. So you can talk about player power not being a great a great thing um, at times. I'm sure that's the same at all clubs in the modern game. Yeah, you need a... 
a manager needs to have a good kind of presence about him, I think, to to be fine with with that. Because I think maybe maybe Paul Hurst struggled with that, with the the big the management of the the players that had been higher up the pyramid had been played longer than him. But it's a hard one, isn't it? He's, a, he's been a good player for the football club for a long time. And he still continues to be. Mm. It's interesting, that. Very interesting. Uh, I, w- I would say Luke has a greater influence than most captains yeah. out there. I think there are times, from what we gather, that, that that goes beyond sort of the usual sort of captain's duties. And he, he's talked about it himself and via interviews with him and with Cole Scoos and others, that he is a very intense character, is what you can say about Luke, and he, he will admit to that himself. You know, Cole, Cole was saying, just as his friend, he's just an intense person in life. All right, should we go on holiday? Yeah, great. And then an hour later, he's, re- he's researched all the, the transfers, the flights, where they're staying, what they're doing, and he's, you know, I think he's admitted himself that at times he's taken on too much, trying to sort out tickets for everybody, doing all stuff like that behind the scenes, and... Not worried about his own game, to you know, subconsciously on a level, things like that. The post Luke Chambers era and Cole Scoo's era at Ipswich Town, which is which is coming, whether it's next year, the year after, it's it's coming, is going to be a very interesting transition for Ipswich Town, and I'm I'm going to find it a fascinating watch. Hmm. Um, we're coming to the end of our, our show, so let's just take a couple more. There's a couple I want to take. Um, thanks to everyone who's who's obviously sent in. Questions, little mellow man, you're in there. Um, we're not going to get time to do that, but thank you. It's good to have you back with us. Um, I want to address this from Radders. Using the current Ipswich players, who would make it into your five-a-side team? So you're picking a five-a-side team from four, the town. We? Have we? Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Do it again if you want. Do it again. I can't remember doing that. I think we talked about Harry Wright being the, the best sort of ball-playing yep. goalkeeper. Yep. Um, probably have Teddy Bishop in there. I think we were agreed yep. on that, didn't Kane we? Kane Vincent Young's in there, definitely. Bishop's in there. Jack Lancaster, definitely in there. It's quite a young side. I saw Jack Lancaster at Piper's Vale Gymnastics Club on yeah. Tuesday doing his doing, doing right. his rehab stuff. Yeah, so it was. You've you've been before. We we take our little girls to the little toddler sessions they do where they let, let them all charge about for an hour, and then in the corner there's often a, an Ipswich Town footballer and the physio doing some rehab stuff on a balancing beam. Mm. But um, yeah. Said hello. Yeah, looked like he was. Uh... He stayed very positive about it all. Well, it's been a, it's been over like over a year now since he played a competitive game of football, but he he does seem to have stayed remarkably positive about it all for a young man who's taken a a real blow at a time when he quite conceivably had, could have been a central figure to what they're doing at the moment. Mm. But he could be like a new signing for Ipswich Town. When though? Ding. Next season. <laughs> <laughs> Next season, yeah. So have we got a team then? Harry Harry Wright, Lancaster. Vincent Young, I'm yeah. having in there. I'd probably put Lou Wolfenden in there, you know. Yeah. I think he'd have a great time. Caden Jackson up front? No. No? No, his touch isn't good enough on oh. either side for me. That's a shame. And he wouldn't have space to use his Will pace. Will Keane. Will Keane. Yeah. Yeah. Probably be a good shout. Dobra. Yeah. Creative. Yeah. A um, couple more then, boys. Uh, Tom, on the subject of Chambers, uh, he asks, is a common denominator over the last decade Chambers' captaincy time for a change? And then he lists no derby wins, no TV wins, losing big games. That's just a, on the subject we've already discussed. I don't think we're putting a whole decade of decline at Luke Chambers' no. door. Um, I think that would be... No. And then several several strong. people ask about youth. Colin Spaulding, George and Andy Muck all on the common theme of, basically, it's time to play the kids. Um, let them have a chance but that you can't see that happening realistically can you until the playoffs basically have gone I'd say the kids consist of, of Dobra really they're talking and about Simpson Falami Tommy Hughes <laughs> Morris I could see Ben Morris being around it for the next three games and I think Dobra should be more around it than mm-hmm. he is but I think I think playing the kids beyond that I'm not sure that's it's definitely not the time for that now I wouldn't say Okay. What do you reckon? Uh, no, probably not. I think that's, we talked about that being a big leap. And I think when things aren't going particularly well, you often hear that as the cry, You know, especially when the under-23s are winning or something. Put the whole lot of them in. Mm. Um, that's, not, that's not the answer. Um, and yes, they want to 
develop within and there comes a point where you have to chuck some of them in, see how they go. But I'm not sure the right here and now is, is the time to be doing that. Okay, let's take two more questions. Sindre Lyson, our Viking friend. Who's your guilty pleasure footballer? A player who you love and would like to see at town regardless of ability. He says, here's my strikers list. Tom Pope, James Hansen, Tom Eaves and Lukas Jutkovic. Sign them up. So have you got a player that you just love watching? You'd like to see at town. I used to love, do you remember Lee Trundle? Yeah. The lower league show pony used to yeah. do outrageous skills in warm-ups. Yeah. Never, loved, really, yeah. never really made it at I'd the top level. He was great. Yeah. Have you got, you two see a lot of football. Are there, are there players still that you can <laughs> sit down and go, ooh. I'd, I'd love to see, to see the Beast in an Ipswich Yes. I can fend Beast mode, that would be amazing. It would be brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's probably not going to happen. Surprisingly but. good feet for a big man. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he would be great. And mm. imagine the, the marketing they could do off that as well. Mm. That'd be brilliant. Just sign him. Just get him in. Hashtag Beast mode. Yeah. Stewie? Um, I was always a little bit sad that Nugent never ended up at Ipswich yeah. that that had an element of fate about it always scoring against them had been in negotiations with the club a few times that that for me would have been that would, would seem, have been interesting crazy that never happened <laughs> given his record at Portman mm. Road Roscoe you're yawning a lot today my friend what mm. time did you go to bed last night mm. can't remember <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. <laughs> did you really have a driving lesson this morning I did or were you out um, out on the tan with, no. the, with the, with the town mean, ladies. Me. <laughs> no, me and Sasha had a nice evening together. Oh, I'm see. re-watching Narcos. Narcos? Narcos, so, so one of those. That's brilliant, by the way. That's if really you have, good. TV recommendation-wise, if you've never watched mm. Narcos, that is amazing. It's yeah. brilliant. And Narcos Mexico as well, the spin-off series. I also. Seen it I'm deciding to watch the, the original first. I yeah. watched it before, but I want to watch it again. Yeah. Probably Askabar and all that. Yeah. Um, British Sharp. Yes? I'll go British Sharp. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pablo Escobar. <laughs> to Billy Sharp. Sharp. And that's why he's he's the coming star of this group. Yep. Um, final question is one that um, got asked a few weeks ago, but I thought it was a really good question and worth returning to. He says, uh, this is Simon Newton via DM, uh, which set of fans have greater call to be upset, Ipswich Town or Manchester United? There's lots of parallels, teams in steady decline over several years, unpopular ownership, consecutive questionable manager appointments, a huge embarrassing gulf between them and the local rivals... I would also say that while Man U haven't been formally relegated, in terms of quality and in the eyes of the public, they are now in a lower division. Keep up the good work, all the best. I think that's a really good question. Mm. So are there parallels you can draw there between Town and Manchester United? Obviously, at a much higher level, Man United have, have been a giant and, and uh, they're not at the level they once were. And there has definitely been issues with manager appointments and stuff. I struggle to feel too much sympathy for when you see Manchester United fans talking about RIP and will we ever get our mm. club back? And I think, dry your eyes, mate. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you been to Wembley? Yeah. Yeah. Even even during this, this bad era, inverted commas, they've still been winning cups. They've still been in contention yeah. for things. They're still going away to European games. Mm. They won the, the Europa Williams. League two years ago, mm. which is probably the, the biggest achievement of Ipswich Town's history. Mm. Which happened in 1981. Mm. So. I always thought there was sort of more Arsenal parallels when you certainly going back with the sort of long popular manager that perhaps overstayed his welcome. Was it down to him? Was it down to sort of things behind the scenes where the club had, had run into that? You know, it was infighting between the fans that kind of led to that. There always felt like a bit of a, a parallel with, with Arsenal, and then mm. it was always going to be difficult to kind of whoever kind of stepped in post Wenger slash McCarthy. There was there was a lot of parallels there. I don't know whether they're still as relevant now. But Looks like Arsenal are getting things going now, doesn't it? Mm. With Arteta. Very much so. OK, here in this mailbag, thanks for everyone. We had loads of questions this week. Obviously, we can't take them all, unfortunately, because the show would be about four hours long. Um, but thank you for getting involved. If I haven't read them out, um, please don't stop getting involved because we love to hear from the KOA Army. Boys, we've got to head back to the office. We've got a meeting, in fact, coming up about hashtag KOI Live 2, which, if it goes well, will be at a bigger venue. More members of the KOI Army will be able to get in. Uh, and we're looking at April the 18th. Pencil that in as a potential date for KOI Live 2. And um, we'll let you know, obviously, if that's a goer and when tickets are on sale. Boys, would you be excited for KOI Live 2? 
That'd be all right, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's the energy we bring. Um, boys, any other business before I do my usual spiel and we head to the club? I just want to go to the club. No other business. No other business. No other business. Roscoe, any other business? Nope. Okay. Well, as usual, obviously, I have to say, hit subscribe on your various podcast providers. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We've had some good ones this week. Daniel Amakachi, though, left us a four-star review. What? Four-star. What? Exactly. Did he leave some kind mate. of religious blessing on the end uh, of it? Or was... No, he, he did send you a Christmas message, didn't he, when he said yep. to remind you that he'll always be in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we've got another one this year. Yeah. So uh, a different message. Oh, we've got a new one, actually, from DW Titanic. Uh, been tuning in for some time now. Brilliant ITFC podcast. Always a laugh talking about town, the ups and the downs, mixed in with some brilliant nonsense. Keep an eye out for the strike. Definitely one of the highlights. More praise for Ross. It also delves behind the scenes of the guys, Stuart, Andy, Ross and Mark, that cover the town. I don't really cover them. Definitely worth a listen. Daniel Amakachi, however, where are we? Four stars. Four stars from Amakachi. He's disappeared. Maybe he's taken it off because it's a disgrace. But yeah, I saw that earlier and I was disgusted by it. So Daniel. I do not believe it. Sort it out, Daniel. It's a terrible impression of Daniel. (laughs) He speaks very differently to that. (laughs) Now then, boys, um, it's time to hit the club. We are in the VIP line, of course. Stewie is going to get yourself a hoe garden. Roscoe is going to get Peroni. I'm on the fine single malt scotch. Hutchie's on the tap water. Tap water. <laughs> and that's just how we roll. I'll do a pint. Yeah, pint of tap water. Yeah. You can drink it quickly as well, can't yeah. you? Very quickly. Let's get in to the club. Have a great week, weekend. Town hopefully will get the result at Blackpool and the boys will speak to you again on Monday. Head to audioboom.com slash channel slash archer.